Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good evening, Ryan Sutel, Colter Nuanas. Here's your ESPN Sports Center. And Colter, the basketball season across America has come to a close in abrupt fashion at the collegiate level as every single conference tournament, men's and women's, and ultimately the NC2A National Basketball Tournament has been canceled in the 2020 season in Boise, Idaho, the Big Sky Conference. Ended last night. The final game of the conference was Idaho versus Idaho State in a women's semifinal that the Vandals won. They had moved on to play Montana State, who won their first two games, and were awaiting them in the uh, championship game last night. Today was to have been the quarterfinals for the men, but uh, it did not get underway. The Grizzlies playing the last seed in this tournament, Idaho State, who had an upset win yesterday against NAU. Top seeded Bobcat women slated to play the championship game one step away from setting the school record for wins in a single season, as well as advancing to the NCAA tournament for the third time in program history. Once the, the Big Sky tournament was canceled, they still were set to receive the auto bid into the Big Dance. Then the NCAA tournament was canceled, so their season ends. On the men's side, we missed matchups between Portland State and Montana State, as well as Montana and Idaho State. The careers of outstanding in-state products like Sai Frigid, Harold Frey, Kendall Manuel finish with no win no loss no this espn sports center is presented by clark fork law
Welcome back to Tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio. from the Radio. Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. And SWX Montana Television. That's right, through the Kurtz Polaris studio today. Uh, Coulter and I still in Boise, Idaho, and uh, trying to find something to do. Hit us up. What's a great place to go eat? I mean, I guess that's what we're uh, reduced to as the Big Sky Conference tournament has been canceled and uh, will not uh, be played for the remainder of this week, and we're all left just sort of, well, depressed, crestfallen, and uh, wanting more of what we came here to get and not going to get it. Very unsatisfying and yet uh, understandable, given the current circumstances and the situation with the coronavirus and COVID-19. It's Tutel Nuanas. Happy to be with all of you. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. Phone number 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rankins Brothers RV phone line. And if you'd like to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can do just that. 1029ESPN.com. The stream available all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We started just a little bit with our buddy Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television. And he is still with us here in the uh, hotel room. We have uh, moved locations. We had to get out of the building, out of the uh, studio setup that we had. And now we're... Uh, sort of piecemealing this thing together today. So, Sean, thanks for coming up three floors and hanging out with us here on the, uh, you know, in the penthouse suite. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah, it, you know, it's uh, it's usually uh, always a pleasure joining you guys. Yeah. I wish I wasn't today, yeah, but, exactly. uh, hey, you know, we're trying to make the best of it. It's there. the way it goes. Uh, Coulter, I know a lot of people have been trying to get find out what's going on with high school tournaments, state tournaments in Montana, because, you know, there's, there's plenty more basketball that is going on. Uh, in particular, two tournaments uh, at the two universities so the university is shutting down a lot of their things i think the university of montana i think is going to remote classes they are for the next month uh, at least and we'll see how that goes but to our knowledge all of the state basketball tournaments are still uh, ongoing and still happening uh, as we speak is that correct as we speak that is correct richie melby just messaged me on twitter he said yes we're still playing conversations are being had but that must mean that only means uh, there hasn't been enough reason to shut us down yet John, when you first came in this room, you said Governor Bullock declared a state of emergency. So you wonder yeah. if a state of emergency from the governor is enough to influence the MHSA in terms of shutting this these state tournaments that are going on down right now. I don't know, but it seems as if the governor says it's a state of emergency, you probably have to cancel the state tournament. Well, with what we saw with the Big Sky, it's not necessarily their decision. It's the outside factors right. and, the, and sometimes the pressures in making those decisions. So I thought, you know, with that, and then, you know, we heard some rumblings that with the tournaments that were at the universities because of the university policies that might, you know, pressure or force them yeah. kind of to shut down, but it looks like all things are going. And it's kind of crazy when you think about it from high school to the college, to the pro ranks. I think there's, there's only six States now that are running basketball tournaments. So Montana is one of only six places where there is any basketball being played at the high school, college, or, or pro be, level. How wild it is might that? be a little wild. better attended, you know, yeah. if, if that's where you got to go to get it on the, School campus note, one thing that we discussed with uh, a couple people associated with Montana State specifically because Montana State's women have a couple girls that are from Boise, so they were discussing, okay, how are we going to get home, but these girls want to stay home for spring break next week, so what are we going to do? Do we leave them here? I know that was a decision they had to be made because you you don't want them to have to go to Bozeman and try to figure out how to get back here, but... That's my question for you guys, though. It's spring break at University of Montana and Montana State next week. Yeah. If they're moving classes remotely, okay. 
but now you're going to have a bunch of kids leaving and then coming back. Doesn't that seem as if that's a way for a, a state that doesn't have any exposure to it to then somehow garner some because people are leaving and then returning? I mean, maybe so. The thing is, is I, I, there's there's a level at which like you can do the big stuff, right, when you talk about the NC2A tournament and some of the major gatherings that are happening. I know there's a major music festival in Boise that's always the end of this week that has been moved to the fall and so right. that, that sort of stuff. When it comes to, you know, keeping school on to avoid kids leaving, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the school year is going to end at some point. You're going to go. Maybe it buys you some time. Uh, but there, there's, there's some level at which once individual decision-making you know, is 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 the thing that's sort of on display. It's hard to to uh, legislate that, right? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough call. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, if these Montana tournaments end up being played, well, you know, could... fully. I've, I've heard you know maybe like the consolation games end up getting canceled. Yeah. Or, you know, we'll see how it goes down the road. You know, I I don't know. It's it's interesting because you get there's a lot of people on social media that say that you know Montana's you know behind the curve and they should be. Uh, they should be canceling all these tournaments right now, and others that think that you know all of it is overblown and that they should be playing. You well, know, the thing is, in the state of Montana too, the, the people go. The, you know, at the Big Sky Conference tournament, people are coming from all over. At in the state of Montana, they're coming from all over Montana. Yeah, but that's not necessarily true because you might just have an aunt from California that comes. I mean, uncle from Seattle who just comes on over. You know, I mean, obviously that's yeah, why you have could to, happen. That's why you have to. I think that's the reason why you can't have to cancel the events though, because it's not actually because of what could happen. It's because if, there's no way to control where the people come from. Right, but I, I, it would take too many risks. It would take isn't. Like they can still come anyway. Like if they're already coming for the tournament, they're likely already here. I mean, that tournament's still right. going on, right? So, but the other thing too is when it comes to Governor Governor Bullock's state of emergency, like that's that is a more formal announcement that sort of allows certain groups of monies and funds to be available and open for different things. And so, I mean, it, it's not it, it's it's especially in the state of Montana. It seems like it's a, a thing that he did in advance instead of waiting. You know for the flood to happen, and then you declare it. He's like, okay, looks like we're getting a lot of rain. We're going to do this right now in a metaphorical sense. And so, you know, that that's fine. And him declaring a state emergency doesn't actually influence me all that much into what should or shouldn't be done at the state tournament level. But the two state tournaments, it's Class C that's happening at the University of Montana and Class uh, AA, right, that's happening in Bozeman, because these campuses are taking the action they're, they're taking. And they have a lot of kids who are from different places, but presumably... They've been on campus now for some period of time that they wouldn't be bringing it in. But is that is that is the fact that is the venue going to be influential in terms of keeping these tournaments going? I wonder. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't think at this point it will. But right. Who knows? Yeah. Tell Sean when it comes to uh, sports in general. Two tell the one is one two ninety ESPN Radio. Sean Rainey sitting here. Uh, well couch side with us in the studio in the uh, makeshift studio that we've got today i know that you love sports you love baseball you're a big fantasy baseball guy a lot of people take off the first couple of days of the nc2a tournament you take off opening day Mm -hmm. sports is a distraction for a lot of people something that people go to to just absorb themselves into when sports becomes the very thing first of all that isn't really there now and also is the most visual thing of this major, potentially major problem that has arisen. What do you think that does to uh, 
people in general and maybe even to you yourself as an example? I don't know. I mean, when we were here the last couple of days and just going around and talking to everybody, you know, about it, I mean, everyone that's into sports, it is the, the escape. It's the thing that everyone can, like, look forward to in a day. And we've right. never had it where every single sport is shut down. It's crazy. We've never had it. And so I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't really – I've been trying not to think about it, honestly, because it's depressing. It really is. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what – if this lasts – let's say it lasts for just a month, which, I mean, that might even be on the, the optimist side. Um, oh, yeah. If it lasts for a month, like, I don't, I mean, what are you guys going to talk about? What am I going to be putting in a, a daily show every single day? Well, I'd say thank God, God for Sports Talk Radio, because we could talk about anything around here. You know what I mean? We could go back classic archives of Tutel Nuanas. Coulter, what do you think? To me, the most worrisome part is, I mean, obviously you got to worry about the distraction that sports provides for people. It provides <laughs> people a lot of joy, a lot of allegiance, a lot of distraction. And, I mean, it's, it's just a, a very cool part of the American fabric, especially the way that we all come together to enjoy the NCAA tournament and events like that, but it's the economic impact that I'm so worried about because this is going to trickle downhill all the way. I mean, if airports get shut down, that's going to impact commerce across the country for sure. Mm-hmm. Hotels, I mean, we've already received messaging from people that are worried about the hotel industry because if people aren't traveling, if, if people stop traveling, I mean, what's going to happen to oil prices, gas prices? Then what's going to happen to food prices? What's going to happen to just the general economy that has to do with sports bars? I mean, how big of a business is a sports bar around the country? I mean, people go there, and, they, and they're going to be impacted, especially on a local level. There's so many people that are just going to go to places around Missoula, around Montana, right. just to watch a game. Right. If there's not a game to watch, a lot less people are just going to go out. You're not just going to go out just to spend money a lot of times. So I just, I, I just worry about all the little downhill trickle that's going to happen from this. Yeah, and I think of it in like other like real life terms as far as yeah. as far as like are my kids' games gonna end up getting canceled? You know, like right. T ball so, starts soon. Is is T ball gonna stop? Is so, is preschool and, and your kids aren't in school quite yet, right? No, five. So preschool it's about to be but T ball. So I, I've got a few friends that have kids that are in school right now, and the parent teacher conferences have been going on. Yeah, right. The Missoula County public school system right now is considering going remotely classes remotely and or completely canceling school after spring break. That could be fascinating too, because all of a sudden, I mean, that could impact the childcare industry, which I know that people that have kids are like, well, good riddance because it's so expensive, but there's just every little detail here could be impacted by this. And without the distraction and relaxation that comes from it, I mean, I just wonder if so many people, what are they going to do? You know, I mean, yeah. if they, what, what are they going to replace it with? Is everybody just going to play Xbox? I mean, I just don't really know if that's the key. I just don't know. if there's, there's a lot of people, I think, that struggle with finding joy outside of what they, what they use sports as a distraction for. So then where do they turn? And that's just worrisome in terms of just individual people's mental health, uh, just the way that you navigate your life. It's going to have a huge impact on us across the board, I think. It certainly will. Where you turn is to tell the waters, because we're not going anywhere. And you just, you know, you get to jump into the sports side of things and have yourself some fun. And, uh, you know, we can we can talk about anything. We can talk. Now, see, my big issue here, I don't know if Tool's happening on Saturday. Right. You know? Now what am I going to do? I have my plaid pants all ready to go. I got a new haircut. Going to be right on top of it for fear inoculum. But now I'm sitting here just, I got to sing it to myself. You into Tool, Sean? 
Not so much. That shocks me. It just shocks uh, me. Yeah, Everything sure that does, I know right? about you. Yeah. <laughs> what is, do you even? You don't even listen to music, really, do you? Not a huge music yeah, we've guy. Yeah, we talked about this. Not a huge music guy. No, I listen to. I listen to it at the gym, like working out and stuff. Although not recently. Recently, it's all been uh, fantasy baseball podcasts. Oh, is that the thing? Doing all, doing all my calories doing all for you? Prep work, you know, see. we had a big time draft. It's six and a half hours. Absolutely. Lap, you know? As far as stuff that's happening by us locally, I think there's yeah. a Spokane tournament site. The fact there was going to be a men's and women's tournament there. That's the thing that I think is the most disappointing for people that we just work directly with. I mean, SWX is based out of Spokane. You guys, you have a lot of colleagues, Sean, that are there. If any team from the Big Sky, particularly teams from Montana, would have advanced out of this tournament to the NCAA tournament, we all certainly would have gone. It would have had a, a, a very positive impact yeah. on our jobs and our careers. But David, right now, he just messaged that he has a, a soundbite from Mark Few, Gonzaga longtime head coach, queued up. So, David, when you're ready, let's go ahead and play that Mark Few sound about his reaction to the NCAA tournament being canceled. Mark, I want to. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've just told in my ear that Mark Emmert has just announced that the men's and women's tournaments, along with all winter sports, have been canceled. Uh, I may be the one that's giving you that news right now, and if so, what's your reaction to that? Extremely, extremely disappointed. Extremely disappointed. I think all of us felt we could postpone and even postpone into. Uh, May or whatever, and then if we needed to cancel, we could cancel then. But if if that's what they're doing, then I guess that's what they're doing. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore, I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. So there you go, Mark View. And that's that's another thing, Coulter, is, is I mean, when you have all the sites set up and the days and the times, I understand at a certain level where, like, it's not as if you can just go, well, let's shoot for next weekend. You know, it's not like you and your buddies getting together for a barbecue. It's It's so much logistics, planning, preparation, and all that. But also, I mean, who, would anybody care? I mean, I, if you did this in August, I mean, maybe you, you can't practice until then. I understand that, but like, is, did it did it have to be just no? We're not doing it. That, that's one point that Brooks made. Brooks Nuanza is sitting right over here on the bed, and, and one point that he made was Treshawn Malone was one of only four Big State Conference athletes for track and field that was advanced to the indoor national championships that are being held right now. Yeah, he's in the long jump. It's an individual event. He was getting warmed up to make his first attempt at the long jump, and they 
came down and said, this has been canceled so, effective immediately. And he tweeted and he said, what's up? Like, I was on the runway. I, oh, can I just do the jump somewhere? Anywhere? Can I do it at my place? Can I do it later? Anytime. Can I just have a chance to jump on the national stage? Let's, like, let's get everybody together sometime in the future. Because the next indoor championships are not till next March. So they have a full year to figure this out. If this stuff calms down, why not just have an impromptu gathering or have everybody do it on video at their own place? You don't even have to travel there. And for an individual sport like track, that seems like such an easy solution, right? Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, he's there doing it. That, that's that's the thing that I'm I'm still not completely sold on. Like, the stuff that is on, that has been going on, like, I mean, the, the, right. the, the, the Dallas Mavericks are ready to tip off the the basketball game. Everybody that's going to be there is there. Is there. Now, I understand right. now if you're spending three more hours in sure. close quarters, okay, Touch but like... handle on the bathroom door I mean, or whatever. The, the ultimate place where that's going to happen is when you go in and when you go out. Believe right. me, I know. I was at the last, thank God, home game of the Boston Bruins in, uh, in Massachusetts. And, you know, when are you rubbing up against people? On your way in there, on your way out. That's, that's, the, that's the time. Well, in, the, in the NCAA skiing championships, we're... You know, in Bozeman, yeah. in, in the middle, canceled in Bozeman in the middle. It was like it's going to be, like, be hard to do that in August. I will yeah. say, <laughs> doing the doing the ski tournament in August is uh, is a tough one. Sean, you were down in the Grove Plaza yeah. earlier, and you did a little video with fan reaction. Yeah, just well, share some of that. Well, I mean, one people were surprised. And a lot of them were, you know, were pretty upset by the decision. They you had one guy with people, a Montana people, State hat on saying, yeah, well, "We're already here. Why can't I just stay?" Yeah, and people really, I mean, people really think that this is a uh, like a media overblowing the whole entire situation deal. There's a lot, a vast majority of the people, you know, are believing that and thinking, you know, the guys like, "Hey, if there's no confirmed cases in Montana and Idaho, why are we canceling this?" Right. You know, and and then they, you know, whether you agree with that or not. That is a, a large opinion on a lot of people. But the other thing that you, there's no if ands, or buts about it is we paid for four plus nights at a hotel. We paid for tickets. We paid to get here. Right. And right. all of that, I mean, not only do we not get to see games and we feel bad about these kids and blah, 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 like we're spending a lot of money that's pretty much just going down the drain. Just now. for nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can see the capital anytime. It's Two Tone Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this. Thursday, a very odd Thursday afternoon. By the way, Carl Tyler Chevrolet, discover ownership peace of mind with Carl Tyler's lifetime powertrain warranty. That's one factor I had not actually thought about is we're all here for work. So to a certain extent, we're getting paid to be here. The the amenities that we're receiving or that we paid for or whatever, I mean, it, we're getting a little bit of help with it, yeah. whatever it might be. The schools, they have it in their budget. Yeah, it's not just a, it's not a catastrophe to have to leave early. Like Montana State, instead of flying home, they just got a bus. They drove home. Montana, same thing. They just got on a bus. That's all. That is what it is. One of the main arguments from coaches to move the tournament to a neutral site was to make it easier for family and friends, but specifically family, mm-hmm. to attend. Coming to Missoula on late notice, the first week of March, Good luck. when somebody wins the tournament on Saturday and it starts on Thursday, there's so many families that can't afford it. It doesn't matter what kind of money you make. That's going to cost you thousands of dollars to yeah. just be able to do it on a whim and then find somewhere to stay. It's tough. So these kids were then not going to be able to play in front of their mom and dad. They're very, you know, if you're a senior, you don't get to do it. But that's, I never thought about that element. There is definitely, even though they're, they're associated with the school, there's definitely parents here. 
that booked this trip to see their kid play their last sporting event of their lives. Yeah. Well, oftentimes, too, when you're talking about the seniors, I mean, they book trips to Missoula, to Bozeman the week before to go see senior night, and then you're booking a trip down to Boise for the tournament. Like, it's a lot of money that you're spending to, to travel, and for this to be canceled, I mean, it's just, it's just it's a huge bummer for everybody. Stutel Nuwana's 102.9 ESPN Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear some of what Trisha Binford had to say, her reaction to the Montana State head women's basketball coach who maybe has the reason to have be, be at the most disappointed of just about anybody about this. And also, we will play a little bit with you in terms of moving teams through who we thought was hot, who we thought was good, and what might have happened if we were playing quarterfinal basketball games on the men's side today. Tutel Nuwana's ESPN Radio back right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Well, the day that was supposed to be the men's quarterfinals in the Big Sky Conference basketball tournament turned out to be uh, nothing as the basketball tournaments across the country, including the Big Sky Tournament, were all canceled. And then later this afternoon, also the NC2A National Tournament, both men's and women's, all no longer going to be taking place in the year 2020. The matchups, as they were set to be, Coulter, are going to be the Montana Grizzlies playing the 11th-seeded Idaho State Bengals, who had upset Northern Arizona last night and were coming in with a little momentum. Would have been a great nightcap matchup that was not to be, along with three others. Montana State also set to play Portland State in the men's quarterfinals. On the women's side, a day off for the women after Montana State and Idaho advanced to the championship game. Upon the cancellation of the tournament, it was assumed that the number one seed Eastern Washington Eagles from the men's side, number one seeded Montana State Bobcats from the women's side, would receive the automatic bids to the NCAA tournament. Within two hours after the decision to cancel the Big Sky Tournament was made, the NCAA tournament canceled across the country as well. And finally, in other sports news, the NBA season has been suspended. The NHL season has been suspended. Opening day of Major League Baseball has been pushed back indefinitely. And perhaps even the NFL season as the CBA deadline has also been pushed back. Now we wait. Welcome back to Dylan Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Here's great, the Coaching Tree podcast series out. Episode 9 with Travis Secure, the current head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. Great conversation with him. You can go listen to it wherever you get your podcast. Download it. Great review. 
We still got another one coming next week with Robin Selvig. Uh, so we'll look forward to that as well. Be ready for a new truck? Go to Milden Burger Motors in Hamilton. The best deals on the best trucks, Duramax, Chevy, GMC. We are joined by Sean Rainey and also Brooks Duanez. Man, we're just having a, a, a full-on gathering here in the, uh, in the hotel room. Happy to be along with you from Boise, Idaho. Uh, obviously, everybody into uh, their secondary and tertiary alternatives in terms of trying to get the work done that they need to get done. So we appreciate you being with us and, uh, and uh, letting us be on board with you on your radios and TVs around the state of Montana. And, guys, one thing I wanted to just talk about was the, the would-have-beens. You know, today, normally on the show, we would have been talking in part significantly about the matchup between Montana State and Idaho in the women's championship game. Montana State, I think, would have been the, the overwhelming favorite on the outside. They won 18 in a row coming into this game. They're the number one seed, 19-1 and one in the, in the uh, uh, tournament, uh, or in the regular season, excuse me, in the, in the conference. But as Coulter, you pointed out before, John Newley's 15-3 and three on neutral site games in the postseason. And nobody, nobody's going to tell Coach Newley that he's you know, not going to win a basketball game. This would have been a great game tomorrow night. What do you think would have happened? Well, it would definitely have been a great game because the one team in the league that had the confidence to beat Montana State because they had already done it was Idaho. I know, yeah, an overtime win. They're the one team that got it done, right? It's also a very interesting matchup because Idaho has a couple really good perimeter defensive players. No one can stay in front of Darian White, but I think that uh, Gina Markson could have at least given the best ride to a yeah, the bit. Best, yeah, the best effort at it. Yeah, Montana State wears teams out so much because – they run this platoon at center where they play 20 minutes of Blair Braxton and 20 minutes of Adeline Smith. Right. Idaho has the Clinker sisters. The Clinker sisters are the two of the most physical players in the league. So the matchup in terms of personnel still favored Montana State because Montana State has no question the best personnel in the league. And the most veteran group. The most veteran, yeah. right. The one that knows how to play together the most. And they just seem like a team of destiny. They're playing so well. They're hot. They said this is a business trip. They came here to finish this and get this thing done. You have this great Cinderella story and Darian White playing back in her hometown for the first time since graduating high school and likely going to win conference tournament MVP. All sorts of great things favoring Montana State. But John Newley has been the guy that has shaken this thing up. And, I mean, he's gone to the NCAA tournament at Idaho four times out of the last seven years. So he knows how to win, whether it was in the WAC or the Big Sky. So it would have been a really good game because I I think Idaho would have not been scared whatsoever to make it ugly with Montana State, and it, it would have taken Montana State's best effort to get past the Vandals. John, who would you have liked in this matchup? I think it would have been close. I, I think you've got to go with Montana State yeah. just based on you know the season that they've had, and I think that they have the players that, when it's close at the very end, that they'll uh, get it done. But let's not act like Montana State was like running through people in the tournament. Right. I mean, it, they it played two five-point five right. victories, yep. no doubt. Yep. And they kind of struggled early on, especially. But I, I, we got to talk about Darian White. A little. I mean, I. She's been the best player here, and for if you had to guess who's going to be the MVP next year, I mean, I don't know if I'm not picking Darian White. She is so good. Well, I would have picked her the MVP this year. It is ridiculous. Like she is so fun to watch the way that like she gets up and down, and not only like you know the you get the flashy offense where you're driving down and make a crazy left-handed lay-in while you're falling down, but defensively, like that play when she stole the ball from Nina Rapper, she ripped it away from her, and then went all the way down at like. She at a clutch like moment. She, too. She, I mean, she's one of those players that you come across, you know, in the Big Sky Conference every now and then, where you're just they just like stand out and yeah. be like, "Wow, that's not the type of player that is in this conference normally." And she's she's just amazing. 
Well, you, you watch the women's league as much as anybody, actually, among the four of us this year, especially Montana State. I mean, what was your take on on this, and uh, how disappointing is this for that both these teams don't get a shot? It really is disappointing. I agree with Sean so much that Montana State was not necessarily running through teams, but I think some real serious questions could have been answered in this game. Number one, Darian White was the freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference, but was honorable mention all league. And Idaho Ford, Beyonce Bay, was second team all league a gal that was a freshman that was arguably the freshman of the year, that question really could have been answered. Who is the better player? Not in a matchup scenario, but in an overall, who's going to control their team's destiny? So I think Beyonce Bay won that first game for Idaho, as did Darian White, the second game for Montana State. I love the matchup between Lizzie Klinker and Fallon Frigi, uh, two very senior-laden teams, but two girls who have battled their entire yeah. times at Idaho and Montana State. And, and both basically North Dakotans, right? Because Fallon Frigi comes from Bismarck. Really I know Lizzie Clinker comes from Fairfield, which is or, which is Fairview, excuse me, which is basically North Dakota, right? We, we, we all talk so much about the Clinker sisters n- n- uh, not playing in Montana, uh, exiting the state to play their college basketball. It would have been such a good story for them to see what they do in their last game against the Montana team that they chose not to play for. I mean, I also really like the matchup of Darian White and Gina Markson. Gina Markson is a girl who was first team all league, led the league in minutes. Led, was third in scoring, led the league in three-point attempts, three-point makes, and three-point percentage. And Darian White would have had a whole lot to say about that with her defensive effort on one of the best guards in the league. I would have loved to see the matchup. I'm, I'm pretty heartbroken to not. The men's tournament didn't get as far as we would have liked it to, but the women's, we're on a real cliffhanger right here. Um, Fallon Friggy also uh, is just so disappointing to me because her story is so unbelievable, and the way that she sort of, excuse me, got through this year and got integrated into the Montana State program after having really an awful experience at North Dakota. I mean, it was just really, really bad and hard for her all the way around for a bunch of different reasons. And then she found the thing that she had always hoped and dreamed that being on a collegiate team would be like with this Montana State club, and they were so good. And for her not to get to finish that out is really disappointing, though to have found what she was looking for the whole time is great. And it's okay, too, because in about 15 years she will be president and so it's going to work out for Fallon Friggi, who is, uh, you know, the, 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 one, of, one of the great leaders in minds that we've seen in Big Sky Conference basketball. There's a lot of times where, you know, student-athletes will say, like, oh, man, I'm so, this is the best team ever. I'm so happy, blah, blah, right. blah. And, and a lot of, most of the time it's just everybody saying that, right, when that's not actually the case. But with her, it was just, like, just completely genuine and evident. And that was Absolutely. the very first time that, that we did an interview with her as a TV station, she broke down crying in, in a TV interview, which doesn't happen often, yeah. especially when you're not comfortable with that person. It was the first time that she had ever done a, an interview with us, and she did it with Annika and with Annika Cook, and she started crying like mid-interview like about how special it is for her to be in Bozeman. And you, you would see it after every big play. She would go up to you know, you know Blair Braxton after that, that steal, and she gave her a big hug and was talking to her, doing, doing it to Darian yeah. White, like, the, the passion and how much enjoyment she was having this season was more evident than almost any player that I've seen in the Big Sky Conference as of late. And for her not to have that one last game, you just you feel for her. Man. And also in her defense, the first time you interviewed me, I cried. So, you know, it does happen. <laughs> it does happen. Uh, let's talk about the men's tournament, shall we? Well, and no doubt, I think that we turn the page to the men's tournament, I think that, uh, like Sean was saying, a lot of these narratives are cliche and they get used a lot but when they actually are authentic they're great like right. that narrative really is authentic she really did find her dream school she really did get to to finally overcome just the horrific nature of her career and and finish in a place that really means the world to her like talking about and but 
the men's narrative all year was that there's not an elite team in the league, but that it's a more balanced league, not necessarily because it's good, just because it's even, but that the tournament could be wild because it's going to all come down to matchup. Wild. And that narrative is used a lot of times, I think, by coaches because they want to pad their own selves. You know, they want, they want to make, they want to have excuses for losses when they lose to the ninth place team. They want to say, well, the league's as deep as it's ever been. Everybody's right. good. Everybody right. can beat everybody on any given night. This year it was true, though. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so disappointing to me is you look at Montana State, they sneak into the fifth seed. But they're actually the team that's the most well-equipped to handle Portland State's pressure of any team in that top five because they have Harold Frey. Right. You look at Sac State. Sac State was an up-and-down team and mostly down the second half of the conference season, but they have the physicality of the athletes, and they don't care about playing completely ugly. That could be so disruptive to a team like Eastern Washington that has so much pressure on them in the opening game. Montana actually, I think, probably had the easiest draw because they did get – they. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Travis DeCure was probably telling his guys, yo, we're going to get another shot at NAU. Right. Then they didn't. That would have been an interesting mental transition for – the Grizz, but Idaho State's absolutely the best matchup in the league for the Grizz. They would have killed them. And then the, in the the final game, Northern Colorado and Southern Utah, talk about being haunted by demons. Southern Utah 20-pieced you in the tournament last year, knocked you out, knocked, ended Jordan Davis's career in the blink of an eye. I mean, that game was completely lopsided. Yeah, and, and a complete shocker last year. I mean, it was everybody's looking around like, what is going on? And, and, and you wonder, okay, there's the retribution side of it for Northern Colorado, but also is there like you said, the ghosts, right? Of of, of right. man, here's here comes the giants from Southern Utah again. The twenty nine year olds coming in to you know <laughs> try and throw alley oops all over the bar. For me, it's just a shame because you know Eastern came in; it was their year to try and you know break through sure. and do it. Montana State, Coach Sprinkle's first Big Sky Conference tournament. Yeah. We don't get to see that, and the fact that we don't get to see a, a Saeed Pridget, Harold Frey, Jonah Radabaugh as seniors in this tournament. Just it sucks, you know. It, it's a shame. And then we were going through like all four matchups, and if you you might go through each one of them individually. And, oh yeah, yeah, the favorite might win. But when we were looking at, it, we're like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if like two of these favorites go down. And and it's just you know it's it's a shame, but I mean it is what it is. I, I would have absolutely expected expected one. I don't know which one, but one to lose at for for sure, and then maybe two or or, or more. You know, it's that kind of thing. Bruce, what do you think about the men's tournament? I thought that Idaho State definitely got the best of the entire tournament because they ended as the 11 seed on a win. Yeah. And I know that they're probably pretty stoked about that. Right. They're probably pretty stoked just to call this thing good. There's one group of people that's like happy that this has happened. Let's, get, let's State, get on the man. bus. Let's go home. Let's reevaluate. <laughs> probably one of the only teams in the country that comes in as last seed as a W. Does that to play the Montana Grizzlies. As Coulter mentioned, a really bad matchup for them. But uh, no, Mason Peetling is the kind of guy that wins tournament MVP that not everyone wants him to win it. Everyone says Jonah Radaboff from uh, Northern Colorado should be the tournament and, or the, the league MVP. The defensive player of the year multiple times in his career. Maybe it's Saeed Pridget, but the Grizz lose three or four down the, down the stretch. Right. And Mason Peetling, as Eastern Washington rises to the top, wins the regular season, becomes the, the, the regular season MVP, and there's some question marks about that. Now he doesn't get to affirm that in front of everybody. Right. So some of those kind of things... You really have a, it's tough to watch guys who have such good careers not get to affirm that in a, in a national stage, but let alone in front of everyone on a neutral site where it really does matter. You right? know, the thing t- too is that if you follow, if you know, if you're in the state of Montana, especially in Missoula, okay, you watch the Grizz games. You've seen Eastern Washington and Northern Colorado twice. Who do you think's the better team if you're following Montana? Hands down, Northern Colorado. Like, Hands that's down. the team 
that, that won twice and that looked great and you couldn't really figure them out. And Eastern Washington got blown out and then handled. And Mason Peeling was like, okay, but not great in those games. And in either case, Montana was, was good to go. But it doesn't give you an accurate portrayal of what Eastern Washington actually is, a 15-win uh, basketball team. Absolutely. And or 16. Were they 16 or 4? 16. 16. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's, it's so hard to not say that the premier matchup of the tournament would have been Harold Frey and, and, and Holland Boo Boo Woods. Oh. First team all-league guards yeah. who are going to play 40 minutes against each other. Yeah. One-on-one. Against each other, you'll, you'll one see, of their last games. You'll one see of some hard hedges from both from yes. both teams to push the ball out of those guys' hands, but those guys are going to put up shots. And we saw two thirty-five point performances from Trayvon Allen at Idaho and Jared Cardi at Weber State in losses. Uh, we would have seen another one in that game because both those guys are going to go for thirty, at least try to, and one of those teams has to lose. Uh, and we had a lot in front of us in this men's tournament that we did not get to see. And so often, too, when we analyze this stuff, we look at programs that are doing it right. We look at at narratives that are wholesome is the wrong word, but appealing, worth rooting for, right? And the first two games of the men's tournament, the good story, the feel-good story, would have been Jarek Harding scoring 35 points in a win, overcoming right. all the injuries that he's gone through all year, overcoming this catastrophic season that Weaver State's had to go through. Not the Sac State team that completely went away from their identity, started worrying about scoring and not getting stops, and completely killed themselves because they don't have any shooters Brian Katz said it. He said, we were what I wanted us to be until January 15th. Then we were a nightmare because I built this team to not do anything but play defense. And we thought we were going to win games by scoring. And when we tried to score, we suck. He said, we're not trying to do that. Right. But then like Ray Ray said after the game, he said, our whole game plan was that Sac State can't shoot. We were going to make the guys who can't shoot on Sac State shoot. Our game plan was perfect. They made shots for the first time all year. Congratulations to them. Sucks to be us, but it was just—I mean, it wasn't the wholesome narrative. It was a, a couple guys getting hot. I mean, right. good for those guys to step it up and performing, but those guys just played bully ball and just let Harding kind of get loose, and then his his career goes down in a completely unclimactic fashion. And then you look at the Idaho game. Southern Utah is—I mean, let's be frank. Southern Utah does it worse than anybody in the league. It's the nightmare of every single team in the league because Southern Utah recruits the most talent. They put no priority on getting along. Todd Simon said in the press conference on the record, I got nine starters. That's how we roll. We've heard from coaches across the league. That's why they don't have any chemistry. Because right. every single guy on the team, when they catch the ball, if there's a guy sitting on the scorer's table, they just shoot it because they're like, oh, he must be coming in for me. They got no continuity. But when they get to this tournament, they bust the bracket every time. That's not the wholesome storyline. The wholesome storyline would be Trayvon Allen, the last man standing at Idaho, sticking around through the coaching change going off in front of a crowd that was, I mean, he had, how many people were in the crowd yesterday? 50 for him? Just yeah. for him. I mean, he had, his whole family was there. That would have been the good, feel-good storyline. And so that's what's so disappointing to me. And then NAU, their improvements, they fall flat against Idaho State. Good for Idaho State. You know, Ryan Looney gets a win in the tournament in his first year with almost a completely brand-new roster. But each of the, what we would say were the great storylines, the things that we would want to promote and, and really affirm in our analysis, they all fell flat, and then we don't get to see all the ones that would have been guaranteed good storylines. There, right. there wouldn't have been a bad storyline out of Portland State, Montana State. There's no bad storyline out of the Grizz trying to defend their championship. Those are all good storylines, and we don't even get to see it. So from our perspective, incredibly disappointing. The irony of all that, though, in the way that this played out, is that there is a finality that, that Allen and Harding get to have that right. nobody else does. And even no though doubt. it wasn't a loss, you can at least say, you know what, 
I got to the end. It wasn't where I wanted the end to be, but I didn't make it there. Everybody else is sitting here going, well, we, we would have. You know, there's not a team. There's not a team left. Even Idaho State, baby, that goes, well, we were going to win. We were going to beat the Grizz today, you know, if, if you have the right attitude. Everybody right. believes that to be the case of what we would have done and what we were built to do and we had it rolling at the right time or whatever. And that's the stuff that you don't get to see. And that's that is that's a disappointing thing, but at least they finished their careers in a certain sense. Well, here's a, a wild thought that I want to throw out to you guys, and you guys tell me what you think. Because it's been a wild day, so let's just let's just keep it going here. Oklahoma State head coach said that the seniors should be given another year of eligibility. Mm. How crazy would that be? And is that, I mean, it sounds a little much, maybe, but like, is that something that like they should be thinking about? Because I mean, when we're talking about spring, I mean, spring sports are canceled, so those kids are going to have, have to get one. Right. But, I mean, if you're talking about seniors, and especially if they didn't play at all in their conference tournament and the NCAA tournament, yeah. I mean, that's huge. I mean, you could make a case that you could give seniors another year, which would be wild. What but, do you think of that, Brooks? I don't think that'll happen, and that's really unfortunate. I think it's a lot like the new red shirt rule in football. I think that there's too many games played. The eligibility's burned. I wish that that happened. I, I personally think that it should I don't think that there's really any chance it will. Especially because now, is there, is there a conference among the 32 conferences that aren't neutral site? Everybody gets a bid? I think the Ivy League might be uh, 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 still like a, like a non-neutral a site. Safe, safe to say, regardless of the fact-checking of it, safe to say that the vast majority yes, of Division I conferences certainly. in the country have neutral site tournaments, and almost every single one of those neutral site tournaments in, invite every member of the league to the tournament. We could debate the merits and, and downfalls of that as much as we want. But the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, I can criticize Southern Utah all I want. Well, how many games you win at the neutral side tournament is actually all that matters. Totally. If you get to the semifinals every year, you're going to have a job as a coach forever. And the only thing that really matters is winning three to four games one week in March. So throw out all the records and all that kind of stuff, any, any individual accolades, any of that stuff, flush it, I think they should get another tr- another go-round because at the end of the day, they were all playing for this exact moment. Yeah, you're recruiting, though, you're the, right. the balance of scholarships right. guys you've already right, committed right, right, to. Right. You have a 15-man roster with right. four guys leaving. You can't bring four guys back. I don't right. think it works. Oh, and, then, and then also that it comes in down to the statistics. Obviously, you're not going to make decisions based on statistics, but if Jarek Harding gets another year, he already has 2,300 points. He And if he gets healthy next year, he might go score 7,700 more. Jared Cardi that anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this guy might finish his career with 3,000 points if he gets another year to play. But, like, their season ended, though. So, like, does Jared Harding not get another year? Right. But the, the, guy, the guys that didn't get to play in the conference tournament, they would. It, it would. I don't think it is going to happen, but it was just an interesting it's thing an interesting that thrown out it there is. and figured might as well throw it out there with all the – craziness has been going on. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show and maybe try and think of some other ways to make, to, to right the wrongs that are going on in the world. We can't solve the coronavirus issue. We don't have the skill set in this room, but my goodness, if we can't pacify the sports people, we'll try and do that right after this. A Stockman's Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and neighbors. When you bank with Stockman, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone call is answered by a live person. Imagine that. Their highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy to transfer your accounts and meeting your overall financial needs. Blending traditional Western values 
With modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, they provide time-tested products and services for people who truly care about you and your financial success. As Montana's brand of banking, Stockman Bank is proud to sponsor the Grizzly Athletics and the University of Montana. And thanks to all of the players for your hard work and dedication. Go Grizz, Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking, member FDIC. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore, I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. To tell in nuance on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Welcome back. Tell in nuance and nuance and rating on your radio. On your televisions across the state, SWX Montana, ESPN, we appreciate you letting us be with you. If you missed anything in the first hour or now two of the show, check it out on the podcast. The you tell the Waters podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe. Appreciate all of that. It's available thanks to Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. And Brooks, as we wrap things up here uh, from Boise, Idaho, from our makeshift studio in the hotel, the Grove Hotel, I know that you've got some thoughts, you know, in terms of a couple of, uh, of points about teams trim nets down and that uh, ultimately are conference champions. Yeah, I mean, as we went to break, I, I just thought so much about the rivalry between Eastern Washington and Montana in the men's side. Shante Leggins and Travis DeKeer have, have had words on court, off court in press conferences. There's clearly a rivalry there that I think is healthy and positive for the league. Yeah. Uh, I think that Eastern Washington right now can stand with their heads pretty tall. They have the MVP of the league at home. They got to cut nets down, and there was confetti flying, and the music was playing, and they never came to. They never had to come to this tournament and bounce the basketball one single time. Going into next season, I think that gives you a little bit of confidence. I think it gives Eastern Washington a leg up on a Montana team that we mentioned went three, lost three or four down the stretch. A guy like Saeed Pridget, someone that we've been so lucky to watch, especially there in Missoula at Dahlberg, being such a dominant player, especially this year, but throughout his entire career. I think the fourth all-time leading scorer in Montana history, yeah. losing three or four down the stretch, including to Southern Utah on a senior night, that burns. I think that Mason Peatling sitting in his hotel room right now is like, well, I had a pretty good season. Yeah. Let me ask you this. And, and you don't have to end your 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 career with, I mean, let's make no mistake, especially the Grizz the last two years, 
those guys had lofty, lofty expectations. They got their hearts ripped out at the end of the tournament. Absolutely. But they were devastated. I mean, because it wasn't just that you lost, and it wasn't like you lost in a heartbreaking fashion. You got destroyed. That's a tough way for your career to end. Tough, especially if you score. I mean, guys like Ahmad and Ahmad Rory and Michael Ogine you know, going out on single-digit performances and, right. and not even getting to 45 points in either game. And, I mean, that's, those are hard losses to take. Well, you, you, you went to school with Will Cherry. Will Cherry played the worst game of his entire basketball career. Did, ever, did he ever play in his life against Syracuse? And he made one shot. Like, what a, what a horrible memory for your last game. Yeah, but, I mean... You, Mason Peeling gets to remember cut down the nets on senior night. You know, the thing is, though, is that you played a last game that you knew it was the last game. I mean, that's the difference. Like, he True. did trim the nets, but it was like you went in the locker room, you're like, okay, this is all well and good, but this ain't what we're here for. Let's go. Well, it's a good point you made you know? about, the, about Trayvon Allen. Trayvon Allen stood in the middle of the Central League Arena right. after the game was over, and he just looked up at everybody. And at the very, I thought he was going to cry. He didn't. He smiled. And at the press conference, he said, I said, Trayvon, what's your emotions right now? And he said, it's tough, but it's not that tough because I stayed true to myself. I stayed true to my school. I stayed true to my family, and I played my absolute hardest. And I played one of my best games of my career in my last game. So it's hard to, to think that it's over, but I feel pretty good about the way that I went out as a Vandal. Even if it was, you know, a four-win season, I feel pretty good about me. And, you know, you don't want to make it selfish, but when a guy's been that unselfish for the last couple of years and just bit the bullet and taken the losses, yeah. He can be selfish in that moment because it, in that moment it is just about him. Brooks, let me ask you though. You, you mentioned that about you know the Eastern Washington Montana rivalry in basketball and kind of where that ends up now. One of the things that Travis Secure seems to do really well is manufacture or build on, if it's if it's true, uh, 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 motivations from either slights or from teams that they've lost to before, things like that. How much do you think in this off season, the next time the Grizzlies play Eastern Washington, that this becomes? a central point of what he will preach to his team about don't talk to me about conference championships and everything that went down. We knew, you know, what was going to happen in Boise and all that kind of stuff and, and uses that as a platform to sort of uh, uh, get his team up for games against Eastern next season. I think that's exactly my point is on both sides. I think yeah. that, I think that Shante Leggins would, as we know him as such a competitive guy, yeah, yes. love to play this tournament. But he gets to stand here uncontested as the Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year. Right. And there is no loss in a championship where Travis DeCure can flex on him a little bit and say, you remember who the real Coach of the Year is. That doesn't get to happen. And next year, I think Shantae will use that as motivation. He's a different style of motivator than Travis is. For sure. Across the board, I think at every single level. But Travis will use this in such a different level of motivation. We saw how that game ended in Missoula. Yeah. There was plenty of fire. There was plenty of heat from both sides. Right. And I think that there will be continued to be that, I think that next year, the first game, as well as the second game, will have a little bit more of a championship-style environment. No doubt. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. What what a day. What a bizarre and crazy day that it's been for waking up, hoping for uh, games, thinking that they're not really going to do this, then they did this, and then you sit here and you kind of look around and go, okay, well, what now? But we hope for the last couple of hours we could fill a little bit of the what now we will see what we're able to pull off for tomorrow. If we can figure out how to get back on the air, we certainly will be. Uh, we appreciate Tommy and David for all their efforts on the other side to uh, to get us on the air today. We appreciate that. And I appreciate Sean Rainey and Brooks Duanis for being here, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, this afternoon. Always. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Boys and girls out there in Montana, same spot for us. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you tomorrow. Tell me your blue skies fade to gray. I
Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 